Maker Minds episode number three. Hey, hey, and hello, hello, and welcome to the Maker Minds show. I'm Abby. And I'm Jerry. Bringing you today Mr. Paul Vineyard, who is a co founder of Babe's Chicken Dinner House, Bubba's, and of course, Sweetie Pie's Ribeyes. So thanks for being here. <laughs> Good to be here, I'll tell you that. Yes, so we appreciate your time. So, um, is there anything missing from that introduction that you would like to share? Maybe personal life, anything about the restaurant business? The only thing I can think of is how pretty I am. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's good. Awkward here. I'll make <laughs> No, no, it's a beautiful view if you were me and Jerry right now. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to be. So uh, let's kick off this interview with what inspired you to start your own business and get into the restaurant business? Right out of, right out of uh, college, I was excited about being in the restaurant business. And so I worked for other people, two other companies for really about 21 years. And part of what happens to you if you have the entrepreneur spirit and you love people and you love the business, you'd like to do it your way and, and show people how you can do it and how you can make people happy and just need a good income. <laughs> well, you're definitely doing that with your business and I love how you want to make people happy, not only the customers, but your employees Oh, you bet. as you well. Bet. Do you wanna kind of go into how you make that happen for your employees? We, we do several things, but primarily we look to try to understand their lives and understand the challenges they have. We all have opportunities when we get to go be with a child while maybe they're playing the championship game. We have the opportunities for things where they're a ballerina or whatever it is that are very big. And so we need to be flexible enough that people get to do those things. We also understand what the problem is all about and for the young people that work for us, that that is an important time for them to be off and we don't take a hard-headed vision of that. Also, as different families and different people have emergencies and challenges in their lives, which we all have at one time or another, and we try to be there to back them up and, and be part of their lives and, and give them, whether it's time or off or whatever we need to do to help them through that. I bet your workers, especially the younger generations, they're wanting that work-life balance. So I bet they really appreciate you doing that and giving them that. Yes, and it's not easy in the restaurant business to do that because our big, you know, we do, gosh, I don't know, two-thirds of our volume on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Most young people would like to be off during that particular time for mm -hmm. everything from sports to dates and so forth and so on. So they've got to be interested in earning enough money to, to be there, and yet we try to be understanding what their needs are and then we try to have a happy place to work mm -hmm. it is a job they've got to do the job and they got to do it right but the same token we want it to be a fun experience and have fun with the job and it's one reason we do some hokey pokey and some dancing <laughs> and we handpick the music to uh hopefully be fun and enjoyable to listen to for yeah. it's really for them almost more it is for the guests mm -hmm. get some pep in their step when they're right. walking around it's all everything we put on has a beat to it <laughs> So um, you talked earlier about El Chico's and managing that and then also working with Bubba's. So how were you even able to do both? Well, I already had Bubba's and it was operating. It wasn't operating well enough for me to make enough money out of it to feed my family. So I took a job as director of operations for Bubba's, for, pardon me, for El Chico. <laughs> and uh, uh, that was a fairly big job from the standpoint it was 
96 restaurants in 12 states over. And so there's a lot of traveling. I had to hire a man, a good friend, who knew a lot about the restaurant business that came in and supervised Bubba's for me and reported to me during that time. And what's El Chico's again? Is that? El Chico is a restaurant company that serves Mexican food. It's one of the oldest in the United States. Wow. Started in Dallas, Fort Worth area. And uh, was quite successful. And a lot of new ones come on. And so that, that whole market is fairly well splintered now with a lot of different competitors. Yeah, I definitely was wrong about that. Um, there's a chain in the Northeast called, I think it's El Chico's, and it's a restaurant. I mean, not a restaurant, a uh, clothing line. So I was like, I didn't know yeah, no, no. trying. Uh, it's not like different bus, shorts, that's right. so I wasn't sure exactly what that business was. No, okay. we, we, we were tacos and enchiladas. <laughs> okay, stick it to the food, do what you're good at. <laughs> well, we can all tell you're a pretty busy man. And is, how do you go about, how essential is um, rest and relaxation? Is there some kind of... Um, I don't know, vacation you take or something to, to deal with the entrepreneur's stress disorder? Because I know, I mean, work is always on y'all's mind. Well, it is, and, and our business is seven days a week, and we serve breakfast through 10 o'clock at night at one restaurant or another. Mm -hmm. uh, with that in mind, you really cannot hardly get away from it. So mainly when we take vacations, my wife and I travel, and the people that work for us, they take care of the business and try real hard not to call me, but... Staying around town is not doesn't work out real good. Getting good uh, rest and relaxation is, is kind of difficult. I'm a deer hunter, and I relax probably more doing that than anything else I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so in chapel, you emphasize that money was not your primary motive. What What's your driving factor? Because, you know, you get a lot of business studs that they're all about the money, 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 but you don't come off as that kind. And you mentioned in chapel, it's not your main focus. Didn't you say earlier, too, you were trying to just work for the buttermilk biscuits? That's really your driving force. <laughs> I do love the buttermilk biscuits. Oh, yeah, yes. who doesn't? Do Seriously, after this interview, hook us up. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you know, it's interesting, and it's been an evolution. When we started Bubba's, the original restaurant, we were trying to, my wife and I had two children, trying to put them through college. And so it was really, I won't say about the profits as much, but it was about making enough money to, pay our bills and put them through college. But as time has grown and we've had opportunities, we always operated from Christian principles. But mm -hmm. as we have grown in probably about 2006 or somewhere in there, we started realizing that our company was is, is a gift from God. It's not even our company. And we have been blessed because we have worked to run it and show our Christian principles there. We consider it a mission. And with 900 teenage girls and 1,400 employees, we have a, a very fertile field where we can pour into these people and make a difference in their lives. And so that becomes increasingly important. you got to make profits to get to do that. And so we have to pay attention to that side of it. But the honest truth is we love building the restaurants, providing an opportunity for other people to grow, but then the people that we get to pour into our second field, that mm -hmm. after our employees that we pour into with Christ, is our suppliers. We have a catering company that caters babes. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we have uh, done in this last oh, over a year now, I guess, is once a year select our different suppliers, all of them, and we go to their place of business and we take food and feed all their employees, whether that's 17 or 250. Oh, wow. And we take them... Uh, Oh, we've got a, uh, I've got a, I call it my Jesus pen, but it's got the names of Jesus on it. And we give them all a pen. 
We explain to them how important they are to our business. And then secondarily, we pray over them. And that has proved to be a great thing to do. Yeah, and definitely making a difference, not only like for their stomachs, but for their lives. Yes. And, you know, feeding them emotionally and spiritually. Yes, And yes. is this what Tiffany is in charge of, the catering? Yes, she sure is. Okay, you wanted to give us a shout out, Tiffany? Hello. Hey, she's sitting in the corner. <laughs> yeah, she's rooting on her dad. So, um, you said you want to give back to your employers and in a spiritual way, too. And I, I know you touched on earlier about um, having a chaplain. I think that's such a great idea. Can you talk more about sure. that? We, uh, in fact, uh, Tiffany's brother, Joel, who's our other partner, uh, really is the one that developed the idea that we need a chaplain, somebody that was available to all of our employees as they had questions, not just about Christ, but questions about how to get along with their parents or problems with their children or their spouse or their boyfriend, whatever it might be. And a lot of these people, didn't, if they're not in members of the church particularly, a lot of times they don't have anybody to go to to ask questions. So we hired first one chaplain, and the results were just a test, you know, because I, I was the guy that was from Missouri and on it, but uh, it proved so good. And we didn't push him on them. We just said, go stand around in the restaurant. And here they come to, what are you doing? Why are you here? So well, I'm a chaplain. What's a chaplain do? <laughs> and pretty soon he walks in the door, and today they have, they line up and say, I want to talk to you before you go. Or they call him, they all have his number. And they call him in the middle of the night with a problem or whatever it might be. Today we have two chaplains. And so they split the stores up and are there several hours a week and making themselves available. We, they've ended up doing a lot of weddings. They've ended up doing several funerals. Uh, we've done at least one funeral in Mexico. Mm. And so they're there to be for the employees. Are they full-time then and then just split up? Yes, they're pretty well full-time for us. We bet. They also have a, they have a church that they've started uh, as another thing that they do separate from us. And they do some mission trips and things like that that we're not involved in. But they do a killer job for us. Yeah, I just think the idea is so great, though. Like, I've never heard of any business having a chaplain just on duty. Do you know any any other uh, I know of some. I know of some. Is Chick-fil-A yeah. one? I, I would to my knowledge, no, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well... What inspired you to get a chaplain? I know you want to give back, but like, did you see it somewhere? Or was it just something that popped into your I head? Had, I had heard, I'm a member of a Christian men's group. Yeah, everybody's an entrepreneur. Everybody owns their own business. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of this, C12 is the name of it. The purpose of it is to make your business a mission. And that's the reason I joined originally six years ago. And I'm still a member and love it every day. Joel goes to one. Tiffany has gone to one at times. She's not right now, but... We go to that and they help you learn how to pour into your business and make it a mission and not make it that thing that only lives for profit. Got it. And, I, and I'd heard about, pardon me, I'd heard about chaplains through them mm -hmm. and uh, we chose to kind of develop our own instead of hire another company, but we like it. It sounds like um, C12 is like a mastermind group, yes, right? Yes, that's correct. Would, would you recommend um, business owners getting into that? Unbelievably, I would. Yes. There's probably, I don't know, two or three thousand in the United States. I think there's probably a hundred members in Texas, state of Texas. There's yeah. five groups in the Metroplex. Mm -hmm. Well, how has working with family impacted the business? You touched on that a little bit in chapel. Um, is there ever conflicts? Do y'all butt heads or 
Is it smooth flowing? How, how does that go? Well, you know, Should I answer that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get Tiffany's input. <laughs> no, fascinatingly, we, we really don't. We all can discuss things. Do we agree perfectly on everything? Probably not. Mm -hmm. But we really don't have big conflicts. If we have a disagreement on how we go about something, it'll be some little tiny thing out here to side. The main right. principles of business, we don't really disagree with. It's interesting that... Uh, the employees, we don't do this, but the employees within the company say it's, they call it a family. And they, they consider themselves part of the family. And we like that. We think that's good. I think that'll probably increase your loyalty, too. Well, I, I hope so. Yeah, and, I hope yeah, so. Yeah, lower turnover rates. Yeah. Okay, how is, has there ever been a situation where you know the solution was just sent from God, you know, something just divine? Yes, and in fact, it happens more often. You know, I read a book here a few months ago, and the book was all about learning how to recognize miracles mm -hmm. and learning how to recognize when God's speaking to you. And truthfully, as you get older, you get better at it. And as you concentrate on it, you get better at it. But probably the thing that I use more than anything else is when we're looking at a location or a big decision, is ask the Lord for his advice. And really ask him the simplest way I know, if this deal that's being proposed to us is not what you want us doing, would you please shut the door? Mm -hmm. If it is what you want us doing with your company, then make it work. And so we just keep plodding along in faith that it's going to work until the door shuts. And we, we were working with a one of the greatest cities really in the Metroplex here oh, probably a year and a half ago now. And it looks like we're going to be building a restaurant and all of a sudden, one, we're praying this every night. All of a sudden, one day, they don't even talk to us anymore. The next day, Mark wow. and Hills calls us and we signed up the deal with him. And, and we're praying for the deal if that's what the Lord wanted us to do. And he'll slow us down when we're building too fast, run out of managers. Mm -hmm. But we just try to follow his direction in faith. Did you always do that? No. Right? No, the wisdom kind of grew over time. The wisdom grows over time. When you get this gray in it and this small amount of hair. Yeah, yeah. Wait, where is that? It's brains pushing out. Yeah, that's what it no, no it's you do. Great. it looks great. Yeah, you do. You do gather wisdom as you get older, thank goodness. Also, and it's, it's so, so basic. As you study the word of the Lord, the more wisdom you have. And those that do not study it and do not learn it do not have wisdom. Basic. Basic, basic. Do you have any um, daily habits by chance that contribute to your success right now? Like anything like reading the Bible or um, I don't know what your schedule's like. Yes, we, uh, my, in that vein, I have very few that are really very regular, but my wife and I arise every morning and we go down and we spend about the first 45 minutes together and we actually read three different devotionals. Uh, one of them is Jesus Calling. Sarah Young, yeah. Yes, we, we read it every single morning. That. And it's uplifting and, and makes you think about some things. We live, we live, pardon me, we read a devotional by Billy Graham, which I really like. And then a friend of ours gave us a book recently, and I apologize, I can't even tell you the, either the name or the author, but it's reading through the Psalms and then an explanation and a prayer to go with it. And we do all three of those every morning. And they really set us off on some great conversations that we need to make. Occasionally, or once in a while, it sets us off on ironing something out between the two of us. Oh. <laughs> but it's, it's a great way to start the day, and we do it 
with rare exceptions. We we very seldom miss it. And is this all right before breakfast? Like right when you wake up, brush your teeth, get talking? Well, we really get at least one cup of coffee down first. But yeah. other than that, it's I first mean, that's thing. assumed. We all need that. <laughs> is there some kind of event in your life that just after that event, you were like, okay, I need to start doing this more often? Or did you just kind of evolve into that over time? Well, there's both. Uh, did evolve uh, over time. Uh, thank goodness we were raised in Christian families. Mm-hmm. But the evolution, and, and I, I spent a, a decent amount of my life being a, I don't know, a nominal Christian, I suppose, mm-hmm. trying to live the right life, the life correctly, but uh, not being as dedicated to the Lord as I should have been. The thing that, and so I did make a progression all the way. However, the death of uh, my wife, Mary Beth, after 45 years of marriage, she had mm-hmm. cancer, Tiffany's mother. Her death shook me to my roots. And uh, it took me many months to get over that. And I never get over You never get over it quite. But I was given a book, really, by Tiffany, by the name of Grace Disguised. Mm-hmm. And once I read this book, it really made me understand that the death of my wife was not the end of the world. And that if I really wanted to have a life, I needed to get on with it. I didn't forget her, anything like that. But I had to quit sitting at home at night crying to myself and asking the Lord why and I had to accept and get forward with my life I did in a few months I found a wonderful lady and married and my life is great mm-hmm. that hasn't taken away anything from Mary Beth no, but it's not. just I had to get on with my life but that even changed my course even stronger toward pursuing the Lord got it is there in what ways has your background just like impacted your business life or maybe your personal life, your Christian background? How would you say that's impacted you? Well, part of, you know, just growing up on Christian principles mm-hmm. and a lot of Christian wisdom, a lot of which I got from my father, honestly, and from my mother. But from the day that I started to work right out of high school and college, and I always employed those, those principles and what I did. And one, of the, one of the highest ones is integrity. And one of them is loving the Lord uh, and tried to employ those totally in everything that I've done from that day forward. And they have impacted the business tremendously today. We, we, we have such hearts for our employees. And we, we have some tragic things that happen. And we stand beside them. Mm-hmm. And we take care of these people. And it's an important part of what we do. So I think the impact has totally been there. And, it, and one of the most happy things that we see is not only is that is what I felt to myself, I see it in Tiffany and Jewel, but also our supervisors of our restaurants and our managers of our restaurants. We have a, I just got a text, I think yesterday or last night driving over here about one of our employees that's, our brother's in the hospital in like Burleson, Texas or something. We want to know about it so we can pray about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's always a possibility that that family, depending on what happened, may need us to take some food to them or something like that. All of these things we try to be very attentive to. We think that's what the Lord has asked us to do. We think that's the only reason that he allows us to run his business. And that's so cool how you're just making it a ministry. Like it's not yes. about your driving force isn't making the money. Hey, that's not, great. I yeah. mean, money is great, it, yeah. but I mean, it all comes back to just spreading the gospel. And I think, too, like the Lord just continues to bless you because you have your head on straight and your whole business is founded upon his principles. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
So do you know where you're kind of looking at babes in the next five years? Or do you have any type of um, just vision for all your 11 restaurants right now? Or are you just kind of rolling with the punches and seeing well, where you, you know, go? Well, you know, it's a, a school of business. This is probably not a good thing to say, but uh, we don't have a five-year plan. Uh, we're asking for the Lord to show us where he wants us to go. Mm-hmm. In our hearts, separate from him, we would love to open another Bubba's. Uh, probably within five years, open at least one more babes and one more sweetie bodies. But honestly, we're waiting for him to show us a way. And uh, he doesn't think we're ready, evidently, for the bubbles because we keep trying to open one. And <laughs> somehow the door shut keeps down. shut. So I, I suppose we're not quite ready yet. <laughs> so um, do you have any words of wisdom? I know you're full of it. Uh, to, uh, I mean, yeah, a little wisdom I think you have. Not a lot of hair, but a yeah, yeah, right. bounce it out. <laughs> but do you have do you have some things you can say to some young bucks like Jerry and I and just these uh, ACU students that are listening to? Uh, about business particularly or about life? Both. Whatever whatever you feel like saying, business yeah, or life. We're all ears. All right. One of the things I want to say, and I said it in one of the classes this morning is And you have fifteen seconds, go. Just kidding. <laughs> when you start talking about Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Is uh, to make you aware how worried I am about our country. And I'm, I'm sure many of the students will get to vote, many won't. But for those who vote, I pray that you vote your faith. If we're not careful, we're going to lose this country. And the only way we can save, the only person that can save, the only individual can save it is the Lord. Otherwise, it is going to be lost, and your children will not get to be grow up in the, in, the, in the world that you grew up with, nor will my grandchildren. And so I worry about it to a certain extent, then I finally remember that the Lord is truly in control, and I turn it over to him and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I, I do beg, we are watchmen. Those of us that know Christ, we are watchmen. We are to alert the others of what's coming. And what is coming is a, a election that makes all the difference in the world to all of us about our future. If it goes wrong, we will probably lose this country. That's my opinion. Thank you. So we definitely need a lot of prayer for this whole nation, Absolutely. for the people running, just our whole government system. That's right. Well, thank you so much for uh, just giving us some words of wisdom, hanging out with us for a little bit. I know oh, this is fun. Yeah, we're having a good time just Great chatting time. it up. And also, I just want to say, if you guys have never been to Babes, check it out. It's super good. I went once, and I, yeah, definitely a highlight of my uh, 2015. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. I've, I've yet to go to uh, Bubba's and Sweetie, Sweetie Pies, right. but I'm going to make it there. But thank you again so much for joining us today oh, at Maker Minds. And we wish you, Jerry and I at Maker Minds, the, the best, best. <laughs> for, for, um, for uh, Babe's Chicken Dinner House, Bubba's, and Sweetie Pies Ribeyes. So thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.